We've been studying about the blessings uh, that Joseph got. Remember, he had three blessings from his father Jacob, from his master Pharaoh, who was like king of the whole earth at the time, and also the blessing that came through Moses. And uh, we're going to deal with Pharaoh today. Now remember, when we're looking at these blessings, we want to consider how we interpret the blessings through Christ. The whole Bible, everything in the Bible is about Jesus. He is the center of everything. And so none of these stories make sense if they're all men-centered because then men change, circumstances change, feelings change. But when it's Christ-centered, it's like there's an equilibrium that, that no matter you're 16 or 96, it doesn't matter. You get to understand how to receive these and how to live out the benefits. Okay? So today we're looking at Pharaoh and the blessing that he spoke over his life. Let's look at uh, Genesis chapter 41 and verse 38. And sometimes I bring these uh, verses down, I, I shorten them up a bit, just to save time. And Pharaoh said to his servants, Can we find this man's equal, a man in whom is the Spirit of God? Sure. Now, that may not sound like a blessing, that just sounds like he's asking a question to his staff. Can we find anybody as great as Joseph? But it is a blessing, and let me explain why. One of the greatest blessings anyone can give you in life is to recognize that you are full of God. That's good. Yeah, that's really good. Really? Yeah. Um, yeah. To have someone say, you're very Christ-like, is a whole lot better than saying you're really pretty. Oh, yes. Because you can be really pretty at 20, and when you're 70... <laughs> Someone says, you know, I, I've always appreciated the fact you're in such great shape. Well, you just need three holidays. Okay, so the greatest blessing, in my opinion, is for someone to say, look you, look you in the eye and say, you're full of God. You remind me of Jesus. Through every season of life, then, we can act like Jesus. When you're enjoying life and succeeding... Do you act like Jesus and you thank the Father? Listen, when God gives you promotion, be very, very cognizant of the fact that the Bible says promotion comes from above. If you begin to think your promotion came because you were lucky or you were smart or you worked extra hard, you take God out of the equation and when you take Him out of the equation, you're taking the blessing giver out of the equation. So when you're enjoying life, you thank God. When you're troubled, do you, like Jesus, do you pray? When Jesus was in trouble, he prayed. When you are betrayed, you get slandered, do you, like Jesus, forgive and bless? That's a difficult one. When you get uh, uh, worked over by somebody in your life, can you work through the anger, work through the pain, and you start looking for the redemption side of this, and you start thanking God for, for what happened? Because you think about this, Pharaoh is giving blessing to a man who was convinced in his own mind, perhaps, he would be a slave for the rest of his life. Okay. Yeah, that's okay? Because even though Joseph had the promise from God, that was a dream. Mm -hmm. All right? We all know that dreams can be God-given. They can be just your, your brain processing, and it could be a really bad pizza late at night. Sure. 
So Joseph is in prison and he's got these dreams going through his mind. You know, I don't know, maybe this is not right, but in, in my own mind, I'm thinking Joseph didn't wake up every morning as a slave thinking one of these days that dream's going to come true and I'm just going to be rich and successful and everything's going to you know, fall into place. I think probably he just decided this is my lot in life and so maybe when I dreamt people would bow down that meant Barney, the other slave, sitting over there in the corner. Uh, Barney's going to bow down because I'm going to give him part of my gruel in the morning for breakfast. Um, he, he just, he, he, like most of us, we adjust our dreams to our circumstances. Yeah? Yeah, that's yeah, true. Well, the amazing thing is, is that the Bible indicates that when Joseph went through this terrible betrayal, that did not fester in his soul like a poison. Mm -hmm. Instead, he started to think of the redemption of God. What was God going to do to bring the benefit out of the betrayal? Now, now that's Jesus thinking. When you see hurting people, do you, like Jesus, reach out to help and heal? Okay? When you see somebody broken, somebody messed up, can, can you reach out financially, emotionally? Can you, uh, can you give a hug to somebody? You know, uh, when I do cha chaplain work in the hospital, Sometimes I'm aware that the most powerful thing I can do to a patient, okay? You go in and here's a lady who's 86 years old. Um, she's frail. She's scared. She's, she, she doesn't know what's going on. And uh, she's all alone. Mm -hmm. Nobody around. And when you go in, it's not always just, you know, you lay hands and you start shouting a prayer, uh, the prayer of faith. Sometimes what I do is I go in and I, I just... I take her by the hand and I just real gently, I just stroke her hand and say, how you feeling, what you doing, what, you know, do you have any family, and, and just sit and talk to her and I, I try to joke and tease a little bit with her. I, a lot of times I'll come in and say, uh, I'm the chaplain today and just wondering if you thought anybody here needed to be fired today, let me know. You know, and they, they, they start to smile and laugh and then when you're laughing you kind of forget your pain and uh, I thought, you know, I could picture Jesus doing that. Just, Bringing hope, bringing a little cheer into an environment that is hopeless or fearful. So Pharaoh literally said to his servants, Who have we ever known that carries, and this is cool, if you look at the original language, when we read the Spirit of God, in the literal language it means breath. Spirit here means breath. Pharaoh said, Who have we ever known that carries the breath of God like this man? Wow. When he speaks, he breathes God atmosphere. You know, I, I know people like that where I have questions, I don't know what to do, I'm confused or I'm fearful or something. And I have some friends that when I get them on the phone or when we go meet and sit down to talk, when they talk in 30 minutes, it's like the breath of God. They, they are... They are breathing something into your atmosphere that changes your circumstances. Really uh, my, my, uh, one of my sons just got a puppy. And puppies have what's called puppy breath. <laughs> right? It's cute. All puppies have puppy breath. They cross a certain age. I, I don't know if there's like doggy puberty or something, but they, they get into the certain age where the puppy breath goes away and that cuteness goes away and now you just have to discipline and you have to be a little tough with them. But when they have puppy breath, you, you can't not notice that, right? The minute you pick them up, your brain signals, you're smelling puppy breath, okay? And I thought, you know what? Literally, this is what Pharaoh said. 
when Joseph came in to interpret the dream, Joseph, Pharaoh turned to his servants, his staff, and he said, this guy has God breath. When he walked in with this interpretation, everything resonated. I felt peace. Everything felt okay. And all of a sudden, solutions to my problems started to come out. How great is that? Genesis 41 and verse 39 says, Pharaoh said to Joseph, For as much as your God has shown you all of this, there is nobody as intelligent, discreet, and understanding and wise as you are. Wow. Now that is a blessing. Yeah. This is from a man who thinks he's God. Mm -hmm. sure. Yeah, that's true. He's not just a CEO. He really has in his head, he's God on earth. Okay? So in this new and this next chapter of your life, follow this blessing from Pharaoh and ask God to give you wisdom. Yes. Mm -hmm. Pharaoh said, who's got wisdom like this man? Ask God for wisdom. Job said... Wisdom is more valuable than gold and crystal. It cannot be purchased with jewels. The price of wisdom is far above rubies. And Proverbs 3.15 says, Nothing you desire can compare with wisdom. I've, I've noticed over the years, very few people consistently pray for wisdom. And very few people seem to have it. That ought to be like a mantra to us. When we get up in the morning, we thank God for today. We thank God for our health, our provision, our family, all these things. And it ought to be every day we say, God, give me wisdom. Yes. Drop wisdom into my heart when I'm going to make the phone call, when I have a decision to make, when I'm dealing with a problem, when you're dealing with children, all the parents said. Amen. When you're dealing with kids, you say, oh, God, give me wisdom. Because one thing's going to make them behave, and the other thing's going to perhaps break their spirit. And you've you got to have the wisdom to know the difference. Godly wisdom in Joseph's life opened doors of promotion. It saved him from a life doomed to slavery. So this morning, the question is, are you a slave to anything? Because that wisdom that God gave to Joseph, actually that wisdom gave him the ability to interpret a dream that unlocked his prison. Yeah. If you're a slave to addictions or debt, if you're a slave to a controlling person, did you know you can be a slave to a controlling person? Are you a slave to fears? God's wisdom can show you ways out of your prison just like it did Joseph. So then the obvious question is, how do you get this wisdom? And James 1.5 tells us, the Bible says, if you need wisdom, ask our generous God, and He will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. Yes. Mm -hmm. yes. All you need to begin receiving wisdom today, right now, is the humility to ask for it. Very good. Very good. Some people don't ask for wisdom because they're too proud and they think they know everything. <laughs> Some people struggle in their careers simply because they won't have the security to reach out to people that have already been there and already done that and, uh, and just say, what would you suggest or how would you deal with this or what would you buy or what would you rent or, or how would you handle this? Uh, wisdom is abundant. In fact, Proverbs says wisdom stands in the street and cries out, if you want me, come, come ask. It's not like wisdom is hidden somewhere and it's so, so difficult. Uh, in, in fact, we just read in James, God said, if you want wisdom, all you have to do is ask. You don't have to prove anything. You don't have to do seven good works. You don't have to give an offering. 
clamoring for it. I, I hear preachers on TV sometimes, they'll say, you know, if you want this, you know, send an offering right now. You don't have to give an offering for wisdom. You just ask God, and He said He would give it to you. 1 Corinthians 1, verses 24 and 30 says, But those who are called by God to salvation, that's us, Christ is the wisdom of God. Aha! So wisdom is not tucked away in a fortune cookie. Right. Wisdom is not in some mystical book that you found at some bookstore somewhere. The Bible says the epitome of wisdom is personified in the man, Christ Jesus. Yes. So when you pray for wisdom, God says, in effect, if you want wisdom, study Jesus. What he say, what he do, how he behave, how he react, study Jesus, and as and, and studying Jesus, you begin to develop wisdom. Mm -hmm. First Corinthians says, God has united you with Christ Jesus. Yes. For our benefit, God made Jesus to be wisdom itself. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, my, my daughter and I, we always joke about, remember the little bracelets and stuff, what would Jesus do? So every time I'm being a wise guy, she'll, she'll tilt her head and say, Dad, what would Jesus do? <laughs> and, and so we, we kind of make a joke about that in a way, but the reality is that is honestly a very good question. Um, when somebody cuts you off in traffic, what would Jesus do? <laughs> Let's not even go there, okay? I have no bumper stickers for a very good reason. <laughs> what would Jesus do? Sure. Genesis 41.40 says, this is Pharaoh speaking again to Joseph. He's pronouncing the blessing. You shall have charge over my house, and my people shall be governed according to your word with reverence, submission, and obedience. Now, that, that's, that's pretty interesting. Slaves were required to do three things concerning their masters. They showed reverence, they were submissive, and they demonstrated obedience. Mm -hmm. that's, that, that's, that's the job description of a slave. Mm -hmm. you, will, you will show me manners, you will be submissive, and you will do whatever I tell you to do. Mm -hmm. Now, if you can do those three things, you fit the job description, you can be a slave. Mm -hmm. And now, with the blessing of Pharaoh, Joseph suddenly went from performing those three functions to receiving that from an entire nation. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Mm. That is crazy. Yeah. A nation. Yeah. It's like going from federal prison to president of the United States mm -hmm. in five minutes. Yeah. 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 Amazing. Genesis 41, this is verses 41, 42, 43 says this. Pharaoh said to Joseph, I've set you over all the land of Egypt. And Pharaoh took off his signet ring from his hand and put it on Joseph's hand and arrayed him in official vestments of fine linen and put a gold chain about his neck. And then he made him to ride in the second chariot, that's second to Pharaoh. And officials cried before him, bow the knee. Now remember Joseph's dream? Bow the knee. And Pharaoh set him over all the land. Yeah. He became a set man. Mm -hmm. Another term for an apostle. Yeah. Now, uh, here's a little history background, okay, to explain this. Ancient kings used signet rings to designate authority, honor, or ownership. Yes. A signet ring was an emblem unique to the king. Every king 
on his signet ring had his own specific emblem that recognized him from past kings. Yes. All right. What would happen is there would be an impression, a seal, uh, an emblem on the ring, and when there was official documents, they would drop hot wax on the document, and the king would press his signet ring into the wax, and then when he pulled it out, it left an impression. The wax would dry, the document was sealed, and then anyone looking at that document would see that that document had Pharaoh's approval. Pharaoh Pharaoh put his signet ring so it becomes law, punishable by death if you do anything to violate that because his signet ring has uh, given divine approval, given governmental approval. Okay? Yeah. A really dumbed down version of this today is a notary public. When you want a document, you go to a notary public, he stamps it, and if there's anything wrong with the document, if anybody violates the agreement, you can go to jail because the notary said this document was lawful and everybody signed uh, voluntarily, okay? It is mind-blowing that Pharaoh gave that ring of his to Joseph. He gave a slave five minutes earlier the power of attorney over the nation. Wow. Think about that. These specific blessings from Pharaoh were prophetic and important. The ring represented Joseph now carrying authority that was given, not earned. The official vestments or the clothes speak of the mantle or the anointing to carry out his job. The gold chain speaks to the fact that Joseph will never have another financial need for as long as he lives. The chariot tells us that Joseph's days of walking and striving are all behind him. And now he rides in a place as one who is favored. All that happened the minute God favored Joseph and Pharaoh spoke the blessing. In Luke 15, you might remember a story about a prodigal son. Remember that? That, that son who walked away from his father in the story, we kind of represent the, the prodigal, the, the one who backslid, walked away from God. Right. The father represents God the Father, right? Yes. Yes. When that son returned home and he was brokenhearted and repentant about his sin, the Bible says in Luke 15, the father put on that son a ring, a robe, and sandals. Yeah. Yeah. It's an it's a Old Testament, New Testament comparison. All symbols of the Father's authority bestowed on His Son without earning them, but freely given and humbly received. You know what? I'm convinced sometimes God speaks blessings to us that we have decided because we don't earn them, we don't receive them. Yeah, that's true. Um, God speaks the blessing of forgiveness and you think, well, okay, it's uh, Friday night, it's 10 o'clock, I just sinned. And so we say, man, Lord, I just messed up. And, and the Lord says, I bestow on you the blessing of forgiveness through Jesus Christ. And we say, no, 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 no. I need two days of feeling guilty. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'll go to church on Sunday. This is Friday night. I'll go on Sunday. I'll hang my head. I'll feel like a dog. And uh, we'll sing three choruses and two hymns. And then I'll start to feel a little better. And then by the end of the altar call, I'll acknowledge, thank you for forgiving me. You know what? You have forfeited two days of that blessing. That's yeah. When, when Joseph was given the gold, do you know if you read your Bible, there's several references that Joseph was given a palace. 
like yeah. a palace. Right. Okay? You don't read anywhere where Joseph's saying, oh shucks, I don't deserve this. <laughs> when, when the repentant son came back to the father in Luke 15 and the father said, look, it's all back, okay? You, you get your inheritance back, you get the gold back, you get my name back, you get, you get everything back. The, the son doesn't say, no, 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 I'm, I'm just, I, I just wanted to know you still love me and I'm going to go live with, with uh, the neighbor and work at Walmart. No, he said, yeah, I'll take it all. Um, everything you're going to give me, I'll take it gladly. So listen, friends, when God speaks a blessing over you, can you take it? Can you receive it? If you get a raise at work, can you, can you silence that voice that says, I really don't deserve this? I, I mean, I don't have the education for this. No one said anything about education. You just got a raise. Right. Yeah. So go spend it. Yeah. Go enjoy it. Yeah. Go buy me something. <laughs> Genesis 41-45. The Bible says, Pharaoh called Joseph's name Zapaneth Paneah. Okay? Now that, that may not sound like a blessing. <laughs> Somebody changes your name from Bob to Zapaneth Paneah. <laughs> But here's the deal. It's pretty frequent in the Bible that when God changed a man, he often also changed his name. This was a way of signaling to everyone that you were to be called, labeled, referred to in a brand new way. Think of it as a new name for a new season. Okay? Uh, we know in the Bible, Abram became Abraham. Sarai, God changed to Sarah. Jacob was changed to Israel. Simon Peter became Simon became Peter, and Saul became Paul. Okay. That means we get to go from drunk to daddy. We get to go from fearful to mommy. Maybe you grew up and people called you stupid. Well, guess what? You get a name change. You went from stupid to having the mind of Christ. If you were convinced by some authorities in your life, and this is the rub, teachers, coaches, parents, you know, grandparents, whatever, if somebody convinced you you were a loser, it doesn't take a lot to convince you, right? Because all you have to do is hear that a few times and then make several mistakes. And then you're convinced, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, what if the Lord changed your name from a loser to more than a conqueror? You know, when I worked with, uh, with teenagers who were drug addicted and they had alcohol, law, they were in jail, law problems, things like that, I noticed this happening over and over and over, okay? I remember one specific young man, he was, he was 16 years old, he was in our program. He came in, he had a terrible, terrible life, terrible record, and um, I said, I called him by name, I said, what's the one thing you remember the most about your mom? And um, he didn't even hesitate. In 10 seconds he said, oh, my mother used to say to me a million times, you're just like your old man. Now, now my old man, my dad was great. He was a hard worker, he was faithful to my mother, he was honorable, he was a Christian, all those things. But obviously, because of his circumstances, I thought, this is telling me something. So I said, um, okay, describe your old man. And he said, he, he smoked pot most of his life. He drank heavily. He was an alcoholic. He cheated on my mom. He can't hold a job. 
He's been in and out of jail all of his life, and he walked away from us. Now, he's 16. And I said, now tell me, tell me your life. Do you smoke pot? Yep. Do you drink? Yep. Do you have a, is it a problem, drinking? Yep. You've been in jail? That's why I'm here. I just, I just got out. I just got out of jail. And uh, he went through, and his life at 16 already mirrored his father. Wow. And, and, and so what we did was, by his permission, by his desire, we sat down and we prayed, and we broke that curse that his mother probably didn't mean to make a curse. She was just annoyed because he was a, a naughty kid, right? But we broke that curse and I said, you know what? We're going to give you a new name. You're not going to live out your old man. You're not going to be that anymore. We're going to give you a new name. And we did. We broke that thing off of him and he changed. He forgave his dad and uh, his life was turned around because of Jesus. Now, here's one last thing as I close. All the people in the Bible I mentioned had name changes by the Lord. Abram, Abraham, Sarah, I said, right? Yes. By the Lord. Yes. Joseph had his name changed by Pharaoh. Wow. Mm -hmm. Pharaoh representing the world system. Pharaoh, truthfully, in these Old Testament stories, represented the devil, right? Mm -hmm. The oppressor, the, 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 the controller of slaves, things like that. And so I thought to myself, Lord, this is kind of weird, right? That we, we see name changes in the Bible and it always signaled a new season. And then here Joseph has a name change, but it came from the world. Mm -hmm. Interesting. And then it occurred to me. I felt like it was the Lord showing me something. It was very noticeable that Jacob, his father, Moses, the prophet, every writer in the Bible never ever referred to Joseph as Zappaneth Paneah. Mm -hmm. They still always referred to him, even after the name change, through his Hebrew God-given name, which means a Savior. God is speaking, God is listening, God is helping. So folks, listen. The world may have changed your name from Miss so-and-so to Dr. so-and-so. You, you may have had a name change from being average to famous. You, you may have had a change from being poor to rich, but God today didn't change the fact that He still calls you beloved. Yes. Still calls you redeemed. That's right. I, I have a good friend, he's watching right now. He had a stroke a few, few months ago. He just Facebook messaged me. Message us, guys. Uh, go on Facebook and message us because we'll, we'll take it seriously. He just Facebook messaged me uh, yesterday and he said, Michael, do you have a word from the Lord for me? He said, I'm about 85% recovered from my stroke, but I'm still having some difficulties. Do you have a word? Mm -hmm. And so this morning I got up early. I ran out to get my coffee. You can hardly hear God without coffee. And I, and I, and I, went, out, I went out and got my coffee and I sat down. I said, Lord, what do I, what do I say to this man? He, he's, he's an amazing guy. loves the Lord. Uh, the, the Lord reminded me of some scriptures in Psalms. I quoted him some scriptures and I said just this. I said, listen, the Lord is your Redeemer. He's called you redeemed. So you're going to believe that God's going to restore. 
Okay? I told him, and listen, listen, if you have had a stroke, if you've had a heart attack, here's what, here's what I learned, here's what my family learned, unfortunately. Okay? Your emotions get jacked up after strokes and heart attacks. Okay? If you bruise your muscles, your muscles hurt, and it's not just your muscle, if you touch your skin, your skin hurts. Okay? When some physical things happen to you, emotional things happen to you. So I told him, right after the stroke, there was this short period of time where I was super fearful and super paranoid. Okay? I had it in my head that if, if I ever had a stroke come back, I'd be all alone, and I'm laying on the ground, nobody's here to call, call 911, and I said that, that fear would consume me. It was, it was awful. Pretty soon that fear passed, and then I had an anger stage. I was mad at me, mad at the world, mad at my family, mad at life, mad at God, mad at the table, I was mad at the computer, I was mad at everybody. Okay? And uh, I, I spoke to a doctor and the doctor said, this is not you. Did you hear that? This is not you. This is an after effect of having something traumatic happen to your body. So push through this. Get people around you that will be loving and, and, and just handle the fact that right now you're a grouch and you're hard to be around and uh, in a few months that passed because I started to understand that's not my new name right. I'm not gonna go through life angry and changed I'm not like the lady on Golden Girls right the, the, old, the old lady she's always angry and spouting off at people because something got turned off in her brain right and I said no that's not me um, God said I was redeemed and favored and he called me a son and pretty soon those things left and I sent him this encouragement this morning and I, and I said, listen, these things too shall pass and you ask God to restore. He is your redeemer. You are his son and uh, God's going to restore your health. And he, he texted back, he Facebooked back in, in just two minutes. He said, I was on a drive with my wife to go to some, something. And he said, I just got this. And he said, the timing was supernatural. Wow. And he said, thank you so much for this. He said, I'm holding on to these scriptures. And uh, by the grace of God, I will be fully, totally recovered. And my friends, it's the same with you all. Okay? If you've been through something bad, listen. God calls you son, not slave. Yeah. And he calls himself a redeemer. Yeah. And he, he will redeem this. He's going to take care of you. And there's going to be a payback for all the crap we've been through. Yeah. You, you go after wisdom, parentheses, Jesus. You go after wisdom. And God will show you how to come out better than before the prison you were in. Yeah. Yes, that's right. That's right. Yeah. The goal of Joseph was not just to get out of prison. God's goal was to make him ruler over an entire nation, nations, and to, to save people. Yeah. Yeah. Right. All right, amen? amen? Amen. Next week we're going to do part three with Moses. But let me pray for everybody. Okay, everybody in the room here with me and those of you watching, let's, let's just pray real quickly. Lord, thanks so much for... Uh, your amazing love. When we were backslid or, or sinning or snotty or had an attitude, you loved us, you loved us, you loved us, God. And now we have felt that. We have felt the breath of God yes. in our lives sure. through your servants, through your people. We have felt your hand reached out to us through Jesus Christ. And so now we receive the payback. Friends, listen, this is what I got in prayer this morning when I was praying about, about today's teaching. I, I, I felt like the Lord said, believe for payback. 
okay? You've had a terrible boss, believe for payback. You've had lousy income, believe for payback. Uh, the, the, the devil stole your health, he did something uh, diabolical, believe for payback. Yes. You're not destined to start over at square one, you're destined for payback. Yes. And uh, so we come into agreement together. And we believe, Lord, what you have for us is amazing. And so we look to our future with joy, not in trepidation, not fear. We look to our future with joy. Good stuff, Lord. Good God gives good stuff. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Everybody good? Yes. Amen. Receive that blessing, okay? All right.